1: Stretch your hands towards heaven and just say, Thank you, Jesus. 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 How grateful we are! How grateful we are. You are enough for us, you've done much for us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. blessed Holy Spirit thank you for grace thank you for strength thank you for your ministry in our midst thank you for your teaching ministry your revealing ministry thank you for your prophetic ministry thank you for your testifying ministry we bless you wonderful Holy Spirit thank you Holy Spirit thank you Lord thank you Jesus is exalted in the midst of us We hallow your name, Father. Thank you for the efficacy of your word. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you please be seated?
2: Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: I miss you all also. (laughs) <laughs> I just remember last year, I mean, last year, how many of you remember last year? It was on Joy. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, knew, I, I, I heard you dance till midnight. <laughs> God is good, hallelujah. And then um, we couldn't wait to come once again. And uh, God has made it possible. I want to bless God for Pastor Kobe and all the pastors.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. The good work they are doing. God God bless you. Hallelujah. And uh, Bishop. Wow. Hallelujah. We thank God for the life of Bishop and for his heart and sincerity and honesty and care and love. Yeah, even the way you love him is a proof of who he is. Hallelujah. So say, thank you Jesus for giving us Bishop.
0: Thank you Jesus Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: Bishop, thank you for bringing me. Yes, I'm I'm so grateful. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. Yeah, so just turn to your neighbor and uh, give your neighbor a smile.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah.
1: Yeah. It's good to see all of you. Doctor Prosper, it's good to see you. Hallelujah. Are you ready for God's word? Hallelujah. Praise God. All right. Turn with me to the book of Proverbs, chapter eighteen, verse ten. Thank you, Jesus. I'm speaking on the name, the inheritance of the righteous. Hallelujah. The name of the Lord, the Bible says, is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. Hallelujah. God has given us so many inheritance. And... When Jesus died... The reason he died is for us to become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And when he made us the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, all that he is, all that he has, because he made us joint heirs, it became us. We also have, what he has is ours. His identity became our identity because we are now in him. How God sees him is how God sees us. Because Christ is now our new self. Praise God. So, in the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, verse 11, the Bible says that in whom also we have obtained an inheritance. So, in Christ we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of Him that worketh all things after the counsel of His own will. So, in Christ we have obtained an inheritance. They have obtained in Colossians 1 verse 12 giving thanks unto the Father who has made us meet or who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. We have been qualified to share God's inheritance. That's amazing. And tonight I want to talk about one of the greatest inheritance that was ever given us through the redemption of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. One of the greatest inheritance you can ever walk in. You can never walk in. James 2 verse 7 Do not they blaspheme that worthy name by which ye are called. There is a wedding name by which you have been called. Hallelujah. Some versions put it that honorable name by which you have been called. God put his name on you. His worthy name. His honorable name. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. So the name Jesus is, is, a, is a, one of the greatest inheritance we have received. But you need to know what's in the name. What the name is. So that the supernatural can become your natural estate. Hallelujah. So Proverbs eighteen six said That the name of the Lord Is a strong tower The righteous runneth into it and he said Now this is the Old Testament In the New Testament The righteous, we are God's righteousness in Christ The righteous does not run Into the name In the New Testament The righteous lives in the name The name is our dwelling place The name is where we live So today we we don't run to the name, we live in the name Say "I I live in the name The name, the name, the name So by the end of this meeting When you are saying in Jesus name Something else will change about it There was this lady Who got out of her car And all of a sudden Two guys, strong guys Just approached her And began attacking her and they started stripping her cloth, clothes from her, her dress just tearing, tearing her dress apart and they were taking her back from her Then she just said Jesus Jesus all of a sudden the guys looked at each other and they ran away <laughs> I mean they ran away and later on, she reported it to the police and described them and they could identify them and they caught them. So when they caught these two guys, they said, Mom, can we ask you a question? Yeah. Who were those two giants who were standing behind you? When were trying to attack you, when you screamed the name Jesus, who were those two giants? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Their name never fails. Praise God never fails. Especially when you know what it is and when you are conscious of it. So God gave you the name. Now he made us joint heirs with Christ. So whoever, whatever Jesus is and whoever he is and what he has is ours. Because we are joint heirs. Hallelujah. We are joint heirs. Alright. How did Jesus, now, now we are told that Jesus was given a special name but there are three ways by which jesus obtained his name three ways by which he obtained his name hallelujah i want us to go through quickly he obtained his name by three ways the first is by inheritance the second is by conferment and the third is by conquest now god gave him a name a special name. Now, how did he obtain that special name? Now the scriptures tell us that he got that that name, that special name, by inheritance, by confirmment, and by conquest. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. So let's quickly go through so you will appreciate what our Lord went through to merit that name. Number one by inheritance. The Bible says in Hebrews 1, verse 1 God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophet, he has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and by whom also he made the world. Verse 3 Who being the brightness of his glory in the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sons, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Verse 4. Being made so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I like the word excellent. It's an excellent name. He obtained a more excellent name than they. Praise God. So we see in this verse that he got his name by inheritance. By inheritance. Alright. Inheritance means that he is the heir. He is the heir. He is the inheritor. He got his name by inheritance. Something happened in those days in the Roman Empire. In the Roman Empire, um, the Empress, it was not uncommon for the Empress to have a lot of children. But what happened is that the one who is to become the heir, who is to inherit the throne, there is a special ceremony that is organized and the emperor adopts the one to become the heir and the word adoption is not used the way the bible uses adoption is different from the way we use it in this world in those days they adopt, you adopt your own legitimate son yeah you can only adopt your own legitimate son adoption was the placing of sons so what happened was that out of his children, he will adopt one. The adoption actually was a ceremony and in that ceremony something is given to him. All the legal rights and privileges of the empire comes upon him in that ceremony. Because he's the one to inherit the throne. So that ceremony gives him a legal standing so that everything, the throne and all the rights and privileges of the kingdom now comes on him. It belongs to him. Praise God and when that is done when he actually ascends the throne he is given a new name and the name is a title one of the names was Princeps Civitati <laughs> that's Roman Empire Princeps Civitati which means the first citizen Then they also give the name Caesar so within the name is all the rights and all the privilege of the empire. It comes on the one who sits on the throne. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So that's what happened. Our Lord Jesus came to the earth as the Son of God. The life of God was manifested. And I told you that the inheritance actually is not given when the person is born. It's given at a certain stage. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, actually, this inheritance came upon Jesus in his resurrection, not in his incarnation. Not when he came in the flesh in Bethlehem, or he was born in Bethlehem, but when he resurrected. You see it in the next verse, verse 5. For unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee? And again, I'll be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. When the father told the son, Thou art my son, this day, have I begotten thee? When did that happen? If if you take it casually, you will think it's it's Bethlehem, but it's not Bethlehem. Acts 13, verse 3. It's not Bethlehem. Okay, let's first go to Psalm 2 verse 7. Psalm 2 verse 7. I will declare the decree. The Lord said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And that's what was originally quoted. And Peter it was recorded again in, some, in Acts 13, verse 33. Verse 33. God has fulfilled the same unto us, their children, in that he raised up Jesus again. As it is written in the second... So, so follow carefully. God has fulfilled the same unto us, their children, in that he raised what? He raised up Jesus again. So there's the resurrection. As it is also written in the second psalm. Thou art my son... This day have I begotten thee. So, this is speaking of what? When God raised him again. Praise God. All right. That is when the inheritance came up upon him. So, the first is by inheritance. The second one is by confirmation. As we go on, the understanding will be clearer for you. The second one is by confirmation. Philippians chapter 2. Now, let's read from verse 5 to verse 10 let this man be in you which also was in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal who being in the form of God now King James says form the Greek says who haven't eternally or essentially existed as God so he existed as God thought it not robbery to be equal now Jesus is equal with God but the word equal here is the word isos, isos isos is where we get the word "isosceles" (isosceles triangle two equal parts so jesus and the father they are equal co-equal in majesty co-equal in glory praise god yeah. verse 7 but made himself of no reputation no, no reputation is what is called the kenosis of christ he self emptied himself of glory he came to us, he emptied himself of the outward insignia of glory, the outward manifestation of godhood, he put it aside. And he took upon him the form of a slave, the word is slave, and was made in likeness of man, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. Oh, and became obedient unto death, even the death um. The cross. Can you imagine? So, this is a, a sevenfold description of his humility or humiliation. And it's amazing that even his death, the Bible says, you know why he said, even the death of the cross? Because dying on the cross, according to Flavius Josephus, the historian, says that the cross is a wretched, the most wretched means of all the ways of dying. Now if in those days you were a criminal in a Roman you were a Roman citizen and you were a criminal you were never humiliated to die on the cross but to be able to die on on the cross you had to qualify you had to be a non-Roman citizen of the most lowest status Uh aha yeah good for nothing Uh aha that's those who were put on the cross so Jesus the highest authority took the place of the lowest place the lowest status in society became a slave and died this kind of death the next verse. Wherefore, God also has highly exalted him. Now. Okay, and giving. The word giving is where we get the word conf- and conferred on him a name that is above every name. He conferred on him a name. It's, it came by conferment. A name that is above every name. And giving. And giving. Why did the Bible says, say wherefore God? For this reason God also has highly exalted him. He exalted him because of his humility. Or let's say his humiliation. Because of the humiliation of deity. Deity condescended. Descended. took the lowest place. Now God said he's going to exalt him. But you see, God cannot exalt deity. You cannot promote God. God cannot be promoted. So... Jesus is not only God, he's also man. So because of the condescension or the descent of his deity, God had to promote him, but he couldn't promote deity, so he promoted his humanity. So the descent of his deity, out of it came the ascent of his humanity. And the condescension of his deity gave room for the exaltation of his humanity. Uh Aha. And giving him a name. Wherefore, God also has highly exalted him. Now, the word highly exalted, it's a a rare Greek word. Very rare. And and the word actually means the highest elevated exaltation conceivable. The highest elevated exaltation possible. So, this kind of elevation (laughs) is the highest height of elevation possible in all of eternity and time. So, it is the highest position of priority. He was exalted to the infinite height, possessed only by deity. So, there's a realm, there's a rank, there's a place. Only deity enjoyed that rank. Only deity. But humanity was exalted to that same place. (laughs) Yeah. you know we are in him so we, we are also exalted and has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ so this is a very high exaltation because of his humiliation and humility But the Bible says that prayer for God also has highly exalted him and given him a name now in the Greek it's not a name there's a different article it's the name he exalted him and gave him the name not a name. The name. That is about every name. Now, among the Hebrews, when you say name, there are three implications of the of the word name. Name in Hebrew means number one. It means it's a title. It means a title, an office, and a rank. That's name in Hebrew. A title, an office, and a rank. Hallelujah. A title. An office in a rank. That's it the word name in Hebrew. Alright. So this is it. That that height of elevation where God exalted Jesus, that realm, it's a rank, it's also an office. You see, the name that bears the rank of that, the title that bears the rank of that office is Jesus. Is the name Jesus. (laughs) Are you following me? It's the same thing. The title that bears the rank of that office is the name Jesus. That's how it's like um, you are driving and a policeman stops you. Then you are connected to the office of the the president. The policeman is trying to worry you. Then you pick your phone and you call the office. Of the president. What do you think will happen? <laughs> He's in trouble. <laughs> He's in trouble. <laughs> I remember when we went to the whole church, we were driving with Bishop and Pastor Mark, of course, and who again, and my wife. And we got to a place, the police stopped us. When they saw Bishop's car, they thought we are from the office of the president. So they stopped us and they were asking, uh, where's the one man, where's the, where's the the honourable? And I was sitting at the back, so I I know where (laughs) they, he
0: gave me a very big
2: salute,
1: he never knew I belonged to a higher office. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs>
1: a higher office so th- the thing is this if you are in trouble and you say in the name of Jesus you, have made, you are calling the office of the highest place in the universe and nothing can stop it now, the reason it has not been working is that you, you are not working in the consciousness of what the name is Ah, that's why the word is coming. Because after this meeting, we are working in impossibilities. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's a name. So it's a realm. It's a rank. It's an office. There's another name for that office. Hmm. That office is, is also called the right hand. Now, now, when you read the Bible and you see the right hand, Jesus did not sit at the right hand side of God. There's nothing like right-hand side. The right hand is actually, (coughs) it's an office. It's a positional description, not a geographical description. When the Bible speaks of right hand, it's a place of authority and power. All the authority and power in the universe is exercised from a place called the right hand in heaven. The right hand. All of God's power is from that place. So when Christ ascended, the exercising of that power was committed to him. Exodus 15, verse 6. Exodus 15, verse 6. Thy right hand, O God, is become glorious in power. You have to go very fast. Thy, thy, thy right hand, O Lord, is become glorious. Thy right hand, o, o God, O Lord, is become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Lord, hath dashed in pieces the enemy. This was when the sea was divided. Moses was talking about how God divided the sea and destroyed the Egyptians. The sea was divided by God's right hand. It's God's power. Psalm 77, verse 10. And I said, This is my infirmity, but I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. Now you need to. The word most high is Elion, the strongest strong one. It's God's strength and God's power. You need to read the whole chapter and the whole chapter is a history of the act of God's power on the behalf of Israel. How God did all the wonders and the miracles and he stopped the sun divided Jordan. And the Psalms is saying that all of those wonders and power, expression of power was from God's right hand. Praise God. Luke 22 verse 69, this is what Jesus said, Hereafter shall the son of man sit on the right hand of the power of God. Do you see it? Yeah. The right hand of the power of God. The right hand is a place of power. And that power, that realm is the same place, is that office. And the name that bears it is the name that was given to him. When you say Jesus, you are releasing all of God's omnipotence and all of God's power. It's the password (laughs) to unleash God's impregnable ability and
0: omnipotence.
1: But the good news is that in Isaiah 41 verse 10, look at what he said. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. My righteousness. My righteousness. Jesus Christ is God's righteousness. Jesus Christ is God's righteousness. Look at the expression, the right hand of my righteousness. The right hand belongs to Christ. His righteousness is for Him. But do you know that Christ today is our righteousness? So it's also for us. Yeah, it's also for us. It's also our entitlement. Number three, by conquest. So he got his name by inheritance, by conferment, it was given to him, it was conferred on him. Like the way we conferred the plural decrees, it is conferred. Ephesians 1 verse 20, Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world but in that also which is to come so what happened is that Jesus conquered God's enemies conquered Satan conquered principalities conquered powers and God exalted him and gave him a name that is above all the names every other name that is named he exalted him above all of it now there are three things Jesus did to Satan Three things Jesus did to Satan Three things You want to know Alright Colossians chapter 2 Verse 14 and 15 Bloating out the hand, This is what Jesus did Bloating out the handwriting of the ordinances That was against us That's the law The law which was contrary to us, that's the law, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. He nailed the law to his cross. And it's not even part of the original translation, that's why it's in parentheses. Having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. And having spoiled. Now, the word spoil in the Greek describes armament weapons of war someone who has been stripped of all the armaments of value he could have ever used against you so every weaponry, every armament Satan, of value which Satan could have ever used against you Jesus took all from him he took all from him praise God when Jesus died on the cross, Satan was dispossessed. Hallelujah. And Jesus made a spectacle of him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now Jesus entered Hades. The Bible says he preached to the spirits which were in prison. Those angelic beings that had that came in the days of Noah. And Jesus also took all this. And in those days, paradise was. Before Jesus. Rose from the dead, paradise was under the earth. It was in Hades. He took all of them. The Bible says he left captivity captive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And all the sin, Satan was ridiculed. I'm sure he ridiculed the devil and and, and made him nothing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So his armament. The, the scripture is true. If you know this verse, you'll never be afraid of witches again. Now, we are not talking about witches. We are talking about Satan, their boss. (laughs) Yeah, he took all his armaments. So, number one, Jesus actually took his armaments. So, every weapon of value is taken from him. Number two, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him, that had the power of death. You know that Satan today, Satan doesn't have the power of death. Look at the sentences. The sentence. He might destroy him that had, past tense, the power of death. Not that he has. He had. So why are you afraid Satan can kill him? No, he had, he, he doesn't have it again. The power of death. And the that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death that is the devil now the word destroy in the greek is the word for paralyze he might paralyze him paralyze him paralyze him paralyze the death dealing power of the devil paralyze so Jesus in his death he paralyzed, paralyzed satan do you believe it? That's what the Bible says. The Bible says Satan is paralyzed. Can you imagine I go to fight with someone in a boxing ring? The person shows up in a wheelchair. He's paralyzed and the person doesn't have any armor. Any weapon. What he has is water pistol. None of the weapons he's holding can harm you. By revelation, you have to know that that is what Jesus has reduced Satan to. Yeah. So he has been disarmed. He has been paralyzed. Number three. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 6. How be it we speak wisdom among them that are perfect. Yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world that come to naught. I like the Moffat version. The Moffat Bible says that Yet not the wisdom of this world or the dethroned powers that are becoming useless. Yeah, the prophet says dethroned powers that are becoming useless. So, Jesus dethroned Satan. He was dethroned and you were enthroned. He made us sit together. So, Satan is dethroned. The throne powers of this, the throne powers who rule this world. I think I combined the Mophats and the Amplified. (laughs) The throne powers who rule this world. And and let's see the Amplified. I'm amazed you have the Mophats. That's impressive. Who are being brought to nothing and are doomed to pass away. Okay, Amplified said, who are. Brought to nothing and are doomed to pass. One person says, Who are becoming useless. So every other day, their uselessness is increasing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. By Saturday, their uselessness is what? <laughs> so Satan is dethroned. So, three things Jesus, number one, disarmed him, paralyzed him, and dethroned him. Listen, that's what Jesus did. You cannot finish a finished work. You cannot complete a completed work. You cannot defeat a defeated devil.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Jesus did it. Praise God. And God gave him that name. Now, let me ask you a question. All of Jesus' names were given to him. All of his name, that name was he inherited a name, the name was conferred on him. He also had it by conquest, but conquest, but all of it came after his resurrection. Praise God, as we see. the question is that how come when he was born in Bethlehem he was called Jesus? If he was called Jesus. How come the name he inherited is also jesus have you ever thought of that <laughs> how come because in bethlehem bethlehem he was called jesus but how come that after all these processes when he sat in heaven and he inherited the name they conferred it on him and all of that it was still jesus <laughs> have you ever thought of it now, it's simple. i zoom in, is there any person here who is a National Service Personnel? Okay. What's your name? James. Okay. Now, James is a National Service Personnel. When he was a student, what was his name? Now Right now, what is his name? What about if he becomes a senior lecturer, what will his name be? How about if he becomes the Dean of (laughs) Students? He becomes the Pro Vice Chancellor? The Vice Chancellor? All right. Okay. So you realize that it's the same name, but something has changed. Authority and, and honor has been what? Placed on that name. And the good news is that when Jesus was on earth, in Luke 10 17, the disciples even cast out spirits in his name. The cemetery returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject to us in thy, through thy name. So, even when he was on earth as the seed of Abraham, evil spirits could not resist that name. They had to bow. You know what it means? Borabakata. <laughs> if as an National Service student, you were given the power to dismiss a student, how much more when you become a Vice Chancellor? <laughs> you understand? If at that level, the name conquered all, how much more? At that time, he had not inherited all these things we are talking about. He had not inherited the name. It had not been conferred upon him. It has not been given to him by, by conquest. Nothing of these. Yet the name was cast now. Devils. How much more now? What the name represents now, you, you can stand before any demon and say, "Leave!" By revelation, loose, and they are gone. By revelation, it is the consciousness of the reality of what that name is. That gives you the victory. Praise God. What you notice, you you just... You don't waste your time on the devil again. After witches and wizards, you don't even think about them. Yeah, no, no. Your dignity and rank is far. It's far. After this, this meeting, every respect for witches in your hometown is over and gone. Every fear of accident, every fear of the night, every fear of the future, every fear of marriage, every fear of everything will be gone. And you walk as masters. Hallelujah. That can threaten your life again. Hallelujah. All right, now, what's in the name? I want to give you seven things that is in the name. It's in the name. You see, when you are using the name Jesus, you don't need special faith to use the name. It is as simple as using your ATM card. Now how many of you use special faith to withdraw money from your ATM card? You know when special faith comes in? as when you are going to withdraw. You want to withdraw a thousand Ghana. But you last remember that the money in it was five hundred Ghana. So that one you need faith, special faith.
0: <laughs>
1: to withdraw. <laughs> because you know that ah, what is inside is not up to. But assuming that what you have inside is forty million dollars. And you have to withdraw to pay your school fees. Would you don't need special faith to withdraw? you need is the knowledge of what's in the card. The knowledge of what's in the card. Your confidence will be boosted up if you have the knowledge of what's in the card. But if you are told it's just 50 Ghana, then you'll be limited to 50 Ghana. But if you know that millions of dollars has been invested invested in that card, then you use it with confidence. Hallelujah. I want some of you for a long time, you have thought that what is in the name is the equivalence of 10,000 Ghana or 5,000 Ghana or 2,000 Ghana. But today I came to let you know that what's in the name cannot be quantified in mon- monetary terms. It's more than 40 trillion dollars. So if, as I show you what the name is and what's vested in the name, you can use your spiritual ATM card to cash out whatever you want in this life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number one, all the authority of the universe is vested in that name. The universal wide authority is in that name, Matthew 28, let's start from 18. And Jesus came and speak unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore. Now, do you have the Passion translation? Passion, verse 18. Passion, verse 18. Jesus came close to them and said, The authority of the universe has been given to me. All the authority of the universe has been given to me. (laughs) The next verse. Go now, go in my authority. Yeah. And he said, Go therefore. Many are going, but they are not going therefore. It is one thing to go, another thing to go therefore. To go, therefore, is to go on the the account of that universal, wide authority. Now, Mark 16, from 15. And he said unto unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Now, Mark is recording the same thing as Matthew is recording. They are all telling the story of the Great Commission, what Jesus told the disciples. But they spoke it from different perspectives. The next verse, he that baptized and he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. You see, Matthew told us that Jesus said, All authority in the universe is given to me. But Mark tells us how the authority is supposed to be used. So Mark tells us that this same story the same event, Mark now tells us, that, tells us that the universal wide authority is in his name. As Matthew said, all authority is given unto me. Mark says that therefore go into all the world and preach. Mark rather says that go and preach the gospel to every creature and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. So he's explaining how the authority is used. All that authority is in the name. Hallelujah in the name in my name they shall cast out devils and these signs
2: <laughs>
1: the word sign is, is semion, in the Greek and semion is in those days it's like a signature is the word signature that is pended on a document to give it authenticity and authorization aha Without that signature, the document is bogus. So, signs and wonders are heaven's signature. Authenticating what we are doing. So they are very important. In my name, they shall cast out devils. So, the first sign to follow you is casting out of devils. This is given to every believer. They shall cast out devils and they shall speak with new tongues. Casting out of devils is as easy as speaking in new tongues. These are the two miracles that are never found in the Old Testament. Every miracle, every gift of the Spirit is in the Old Testament except these two. Nobody cast out devils in the Old Testament and nobody spoke in tongues. Casting out of devils was reserved to our time. Yeah. Matthew 12, 28. It is to prove that the kingdom has come. If I Cast out devils by the spirit of God. Then the kingdom of God has come unto you. The kingdom had not come then. Jesus demonstrated it. He was the first to cast out devils. Cast out devils, showing the kingdom has come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mark sixteen seventeen. Okay, verse eighteen. And they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Yeah all in the name and you can do it if you know what's in the name praise God for instance if your roommate is sick or your mom is sick, your friend is sick, Jesus said you lay hands on the sick, they shall recover if you understand our authority just lay hands you don't need to speak much the problem is that most of you look for instant healing Many of God's healing is not instant. No. Because the word they shall recover is echokalos. They shall recover progressively. It's not talking about instant healing, but progressive healing. Some of Jesus' healings were not even instant. Like when he healed the son of the noble man in John chapter 2. The Bible says that he began to amend. He began to amend. That means he was getting better and better and better and better. When you lay hands, it is happening. Don't look for signs. At what signs? Sometimes after you have laid hands, the sickness even increases. Because Satan is angry. It increases, but it will work. Somewhere some few some moments ago, somewhere last year, I had a call. to go to Kodebu Hospital, the emergency ward. Someone called me and the person actually had gotten stroke. All his body, parts of his body were paralyzed. So I went there to the emergency ward. So I got to where his bed was. And the guy was actually in pain, a man in his fifties, I prayed for him for three minutes, spoke to him and laid hands on him, in the name, and I was so conscious of, of what that name is and what that name can do, in Jesus' name, I said, it's done, no sign, nothing happened, I said, it's done. So I asked permission. Let. Nobody was excited. Nothing happened. <laughs> so this guy cried. What did he come to do? I mean, uh huh. But I told his wife, "It is done." Start jubilating. Early morning. This was Sunday after church service. Sunday afternoon. Early morning. Monday morning. I saw a lot of miscalls from this woman. He said, Something has happened. Man of God, something has happened. He said, By morning, the man, the man himself took all the drips on him and he, he stood up and walked away. <laughs> yeah. It was so strange that he said, By the time she got to the hospital, all the medical students were around studying his case, asking him questions. And all those emergency men, they were all calling him. Can you come and pray for us? Can you pray for us? Because they knew that they knew his states. And they knew that this one can only be the finger of God. So they were calling him to come and lay hands on them. Praise God. Yeah. So when you lay hands, just be conscious of the name. It will happen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the authority of the universe is in the name. Now these days we have to ponder over them. The universal authority that was given Jesus in heaven and on earth. Ah, it's in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, the authority is released. Hallelujah. Number two. The fullness of the Godhead is in the name. The fullness of the Godhead is in the name. That's why I like the songs that the Quah sang. You are very prophetic people. Yes. Matthew 28, verse 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name. He never said in the names. Grammatically wrong, but spiritually correct. You mentioned three people it should have been names, but this time name, of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. It will surprise you that in a book, in the Acts of the Apostles, the rest of the Bible, nobody baptized anyone saying in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Everybody was baptized in the name of Jesus. Acts 2 verse 38. And Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Acts 10, 48. The house of Cornelius. And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Acts 19, verse 5. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So, It was never Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. So they understood what Jesus told them. Because in him dwelleth the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So when you say in the name of Jesus, you invoke all of the Godhead. When you say invested in that name, he says baptizing them in the name. Yet that name is Jesus. Jesus. So within that name is the fullness of Deity. Within that name... (laughs) So what is back of that name? The union of the Trinity is back of that name. The powers of the eternities is back of that name. I'm telling you, we are talking about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. That is why today, the name is so powerful that even, <laughs> even the Father and the Spirit hide behind the name. Let me tell you something. That name Jesus is <laughs> not only the name that covers the Son. Whenever you say Jesus, the Father responds to the name. The Son responds to the name. And the Holy Ghost responds to the name. I'm telling you, that is why he said baptizing them in the name of the Godhead. Yet that name is Jesus. So when you mention Jesus... The Godhead response. Response. So once you are saying Jesus, check what is back of that name. The union of the Trinity. The powers of the eternities they are behind that name. Kabarabakamande. So that name cannot fail. It, It can fail. In the name of Jesus The Holy Ghost responds to the the name In the name of Jesus The Son responds to the name In the name of Jesus The Father responds To that name Hallelujah
0: So all of the Godhead
1: All of the Godhead Is in the name So think of it When you are using that name Hallelujah Number three Now, Isaiah 45, verse 23. Everything in the universe is subjected to that name. The Father subjected everything to that name. Everything has been subjected to that name. I have sworn by myself. The word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return, that unto me every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall swear. Now, this is what Apostle Paul quoted. Look at the verse well. This is what Apostle Paul quoted in Philippians chapter 2. Verse 10. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Of things in heaven, and things in earth, and things under the earth. Now, as I said, every knee shall bow because I was speak, speaking in the future, futuristic. But Paul's message was not futuristic. Look at Paul. He said that every knee should bow. Now the Bible in the New Testament doesn't say every knee shall bow. It's not scriptural. Every knee should bow. He's not talking about something in the future. He's not saying that in the future, every knee Will bow. No. Every knee should bow. Should bow. Hmm. Should bow. It is God's solemn decree. It is, it is a law that has already been passed in the heavens. When the Father exalted Jesus and gave him the name, he decreed by a solemn decree that every knee should bow to this name. Should bow. So he subjected everything to the authority of the name. Aha. Uh-huh. So it's not in the future. In the Greek it's in the aorist subject, sub, subjunctive tense. It's not futuristic. It's a sovereign decree. A, su- a supreme, sovereign, solemn decree. So the Father has subjected everything to that name. Cancer is subjected to that name. Puberty is subjected to that name. Sickness is subjected to that name every form of failure, Satan, witches, wizardry, depression, every form of addiction is subjected to that name. So the Father decreed, it is subjected, this name is supreme, everything will bow to this name. All right, now let's see the solemnity of that decree back to Isaiah 45, 23. Listen, you know how it happened, he said, I have sworn by myself. Now, the Father, in putting everything to be subjected to the name of Jesus, had to swear. There are some things in the Bible, few things that that God had to swear. I have sworn by myself. You know why God swore by himself? Because he could swear by no greater. Men say, I swear by the moon, I swear by the stars. Because they see the moon and the stars to be greater. But to God, there is no greater. So God swore by himself. You know what he's saying? He puts his life online. He's saying that if everything does not subject to that name, I'll stop being God. I will cease to exist as God. So he had to swear. That is the solemnity of that decree when he puts everything in subjection to the name. So when you are saying in the name of Jesus I command this headache to be healed now understand that God's oath is behind that name and God has said that everything including that, including that cancer that depression should be subject to that name and never for one moment think you are going to fail because the father cannot see you fail than he's seen himself fail because his solemn oath is behind it if it fails he will stop being God I am telling you, that's the power of the name. Not only that, he says, I have sworn by myself, can
2: you imagine,
1: I have sworn, it's the word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not retain, that righteousness means justice. You see, God rules in justice. God reigns in righteousness. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Psalm 97 verse 2. Psalm 89 verse 14. God God reigns by justice and righteousness. His throne is established. That means that his administration is in righteousness. Everything God does is in righteousness. You see, the the throne represents righteousness and justice. If God should do anything... That is not righteous. God has compromised his throne. And if God compromises his throne, he is not fit to rule. These are legal issues. (laughs) So God said the name, everything is in that name. It has gone in righteousness and will never come, shall not return. If it fails, I will lose my throne. If it fails, I will deny my existence. That means back, what is the back of that name? I'm telling you, God's oath is behind that name. The throne is behind that name. His righteousness is the back of that name. <laughs> it cannot fail You are a car and an accident is coming. You just says, "Peace be still in the name. Amen. Now, now, so you be conscious of so in the name and, and just be conscious of God's oath and God's throne everything is in subjection to that name in the name and it's done look it cannot fail <laughs> come on shake your leg and say it cannot fail
2: <laughs>
1: it cannot fail that's the power of the name Which which number are we? Okay. Number four. All right. Hmm. All that he is, all that he obtained is vested in his name. So all that he is, all that he obtained, all that he attained, all of his finished work is vested in his name. All of Jesus' order he is and all of his accomplishments is in the name. Now, whenever we say name, I said all that he is, is in the name. Now, in the Bible, the name represents the person. The name represents the person. Matthew 18, verse 5. Look at what Jesus said. And whoso shall receive one such little child In my name receiveth me. In my name receiveth me. So his name stands for himself. So if you receive a child in his name, you have received him. So his name is himself. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. To give thanks to his name is to give thanks to his person. The name in the Bible stands for the person. Praise God. So his name actually is his person. The name stands for his person. And this is it. Can you imagine that? Presently, the name of Jesus has taken the place of the absent Christ. Now, whatever Jesus did when he walked the earth at the shores of Galilee, opening the eyes of the blind, healing the sick, feeding the poor, all that he did locally, his name can do locally, because he is his name, and his name has taken the place of the absent Christ, and blessed be God, the name of Jesus on your lips is the same as the personal presence of Jesus walking with you in the darkness. Now assuming you are walking in, in the darkness and Jesus himself does not and working with you, he's working with you. When you see armed robbers, will you run away? When you see cockroaches, will you run away? It will shock you those, how many people are afraid of cockroaches. <laughs> I, I'm telling you that with his personal presence, you are, you'll be so bold. But is the same as his name on your lip. There's no difference. (laughs) The day you come to this revelation, (laughs) you heal the sick like uh, Smith Wigglesworth. (laughs) Hallelujah. So powerful. So the name is himself. So having the name is like having his presence with you. And you see, all that Jesus did when he said it is finished, all of his accomplishment is in the name. Everything he accomplished through the cross is put in the name. For instance, Acts 4, verse 12: There is no name under the heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. So in the name is salvation. Because whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So salvation is in the name. It's in the name. Aha. Uh-huh. Acts 2:38. Remission of sins is in the name. You see? And we baptize every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Forgiveness of sins is in the name. The, the Holy Ghost, how do we receive the Holy Ghost? In the name. In the name. We receive the Holy Ghost in the name. We receive salvation in the name. That's what I said. It's probably the greatest gift. Because you receive salvation in the name. You receive remission of sins in the name. You receive the Holy Ghost in the name. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 11 And such were some of you. But ye are washed. Ye are sanctified. Ye are justified. By what? In the name of the Lord Jesus. So, you were washed. Your sins were washed in his name. You were justified in his name. You were sanctified in his name. <laughs> 1 John 2 verse 12. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his namesake. James 5 verse 14. Is any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Healing is in the name. Um, if we, we are to count one by one everything Jesus accomplished is in the name What a name <laughs> What a name everything is there everything is in the name everything is in the name hallelujah everything is in the name the next point number five right the name owns everything The name owns everything. Everything that there is belongs to the name. Everything belongs to the name. Hmm. John. Chapter 4, verse 26. Sorry, 14, 26. By the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. Now look at something. If you see, the Holy Spirit Himself. You know, the Holy Spirit. He is the self, the self of God. He is the essence of God. The Holy Spirit Himself. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost couldn't just come to the earth by Himself. He had to come to the earth by authorization. The Holy Ghost Himself. He could only come to the earth realm based on the name. Look at it. By the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father was sent. how will he send? In my name. So the Holy Ghost even came to the earth based on what? The name Jesus. Why? Because the earth belongs to Jesus. So he had to observe protocol. Even the Father observed protocol because the Father gave the earth to his son. <laughs> so the Father even observed protocol and sent the Holy Ghost in the name of his son. That's just. I'm telling you that um, Ghana the world doesn't belong to the people you think it, they belong to everything belongs to the name the name Jesus <laughs> the name Jesus the people you think the world belongs to know is a name is a name hallelujah in Colossians 1 verse 20 And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things to himself. Now when Jesus died, his blood reconciled not only men, but things. Things. You see, because of the fall, everything was defiled. Even in the tabernacle of Moses, the vessels of the instrument had to be anointed with oil, so they could be reconciled to God. So when Jesus died, he reconciled all things to God. Everything was defiled, but through his death everything is reconciled, including the stones, the metals, the oil in the earth, the precious minerals, the gold, the silver, everything, the wood, the blood reconciled everything. Hallelujah. But the blood also purchased everything. purchased everything. Matthew 13:44. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a treasure hid in the field. That which when the man hath found, he hideth. And for joy thereof goeth go and selleth all that he has to buy that field. It's about Jesus. The man saw a treasure in the field and went, not to buy the treasure, to buy the whole field. The man bought the whole, Jesus is speaking about himself. He bought the whole field. Now, what is the field? Matthew 13, verse 38. The f- the field is the world. The field is the... Jesus is interpreting the parable. So he bought the whole world. He bought the whole field. That is why when Jesus is coming again, in Revelation 19, his garment, what his garment is dipped in blood. When he's coming to the earth, it's in blood. You know why he come, his best child is in blood? You know why? <laughs> the Bible says he's come to destroy those who destroy the earth he's come to say the earth is mine this is the ticket the purchase ticket of the earth that's why he comes and we are coming with him and we are on horses and he's leaving us and he's in blood he so said this is the ticket my right of purchase and you have messed it up he comes to claim it my brother my sister when you say and that is why when you are claiming your inheritance every the name owns everything including the next building you see every car on the street is owned by the name I'm telling you so whatever you are believing for use the name in the name of Jesus Korabasande you make your demand you make your claim because everything belongs to that name in is in the name. So when you say in Jesus' name, everything is in the name, every possession, whatever you are claiming is in the name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number six. All of Jesus' anointing. Hmm, Jesus' anointing responds to the name. His anointing responds to that name. Song of Songs. Song of Solomon, chapter 1, let's read 1 to 3. The Song of Songs, which is Solomon's, let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for thy love is better than wine. Because of the aroma, the perfume, the savour of that good ointment, thy name, Makorataya, is as ointment poured forth Therefore, do the virgins love thee. I don't have time to explain everything. Thy name is as ointment. (laughs) Poured forth. Poured forth. When you say Jesus, his ointments are poured forth. You see, the name releases his ointment. Thy name is as ointment poured forth. Jesus, his ointment. What are his ointments? Psalm 133 behold how good and how pleasant it is for the brethren to dwell together in unity. How is it like? The next verse. It is like the precious ointment upon the head. That's run down to the beard. Now, there's a difference between the priests were not anointed with anointing oil. They were anointed with anointing ointment. Exodus 30 from verse 11. 30, not 13. So, what happened was that. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying. The next verse. The next verse. The next verse. The next verse. Continue. Let's go. Okay. Go back. Take that also unto the principal spices. Of pure may 500 shekels, sweet cinnamon, half so much, 250 shekels, and of sweet calamus, 250 shekels, and of cassia, 500 shekels, after the shekel of the sanctuary, and of olive oil and hen, and thou shall make it an olive, that shall make it an oil of holy ointment, you see? The oil is included in the ointment. So there is the holy oil and there are four other spices. When you add the four spices to the oil, it becomes ointment. And that shall make it an holy, an oil of holy ointment, an ointment compounded after the art of apothecary. It shall be an holy anointing oil. So you see, there is oil olive and God says add the mayor. You know the may. May is a symbol of the death of Christ. It's a symbol of his death. The death were embalmed with the may, and he said, "Add the kalamus." Kalamus in Hebrew, kalamus literally means to stand up. Is the word for resurrection in the Greek hystani. Kalamus is grown in where it is grown. It grows in muddy areas, marshy and muddy areas. Where plant dies, that's where it stands upright. It's a biblical symbolism of resurrection. So we have Me, which is his death. We have Calamus, which is his resurrection. We have cassia. Now cassia was used as repellent. It was used to repel snakes. Yeah, to repel snakes. So it's, it speaks of his power against Satan. To destroy Satan's works. Yeah, and Swiss cinnamon was a was medicinal it was used for the healing of the hearts and for poison yeah it also speaks of even our consecration to God Saint namon The <laughs> Sin- the Hebrew is, is ken amen ken amen alright <laughs> alright so, can you imagine all of these four added with the oil? So they become thicker. They become the ointments. So the oil is the spirit of God. So the oil now contains the element of his death. The victories of his death. It contains the, the element of his, his resurrection. It contains the victory of a Satan. All of these things are in the ointments. <laughs> can you imagine? And it says that Because of the savour of thy good ointment, thy name is like what? Ointment poured forth. So, when Jesus was on the earth, he walked in his anointings. He healed the sick at the shores of Galilee, did miracles. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing miracles. Good. The word good is a word for philanthropic deeds, feeding the poor. It's a word for philanthropy. And healing all that we are pressed of the devil. So all that Jesus did, his anointings is in his name. When you mention his name, Jesus' anointing is released. Not just his anointing, his ointments. Within the ointment is the case here. How can, how can the old, old white serpent stand the case here? The case here, which is in the ointment. In Jesus' name. It, the case is released. In Jesus' name. <laughs> his graces are in the name. Hallelujah. His death and what he accomplished, they are all in the name. In Jesus' name, his anointing is released. So when you are dealing with a sick in the name of Jesus, you are releasing Jesus' anointing. You have to be conscious of it. Number seven, protection is in the name. Proverbs 18, verse 6. Did I say 6 verse 10? The name of the Lord is a strong tower the word tower there is a Hebrew for castle. Castle, a fortress. So it's, it's a picture of defense, protection. The name of the Lord is a castle. It's, it's a refuge, it's a place of defense. That's why when you are in danger, you have to use the name. The name doesn't only de- deliver you in a spiritual realm, it delivers you physically. You see, the name can deliver you physically. I had a story of a man. The man was telling his story. He said that his uncle was a Baxlidian Christian. And his uncle was a, like a Uber driver. So he picked these two ladies in his car, and he was sending them somewhere. There was an elder, elderly woman, but he was in the faith, strong in the faith. As he was driving, there was a cave. They were on the high mountains, like a breeze. He had to turn a cave, but he was on a high speed. So the car just left the road. Can you imagine being on a high mountain? This way, and they went in the mid And the woman behind said, Jesus.
0: Jesus, guess what? Jesus. The
1: car stayed in the mid air. In the mid air. Slowly, the car was not even damaged. Nothing was damaged. Now, it's supernatural. The name. There was this guy on a speedboat. Top speed. And he capsized. He knew he was dying. He knew he was dying, so he screamed, Jesus! When he screamed, an invisible hand took him from the water and put him... In a, in a ship, in a boat that was passing by. <laughs> That's the name. That's the
2: name.
1: I had a testament by Bishop Oidepo. He said he was with his wife and they were just entering into an accident. And the wife kept saying, Jesus, 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 Jesus. He tapped his wife and said, one is okay. (laughs) Tell your neighbor, one is okay. okay. And he said, an invisible hand to the car to cross the danger and put the car at another place. Idahusa told a story that one day some missionaries from London visited him and in, in those days they don't even have an air condition and the place was hot so they were using graphic things a graphic newspaper <laughs> <This> Nigeria <laughs> to just find themselves and some people just entered there and these pastors were at the hall speaking in tongues the Amrobers entered the hall and said shut up and they kept quiet they couldn't speak in tongues again and said, Where is the money? These visioners were from Yuki. They said, We are not the landlord. The landlord is in the room. <laughs> this is not our house. So they called for Idahusa. So he left his room and came to see the robbers. They were all holding guns. Then he asked them,
0: So who are you? <laughs> and they said, We are men
1: of the men of the night. Then he said, I'm a man of the afternoon. <laughs> he said, Wait for me, I'm coming. He said, Where are your, your weapons? They showed him his gun. He said, Wait for me, I'm coming. He went inside and took his Bible. His Bible and came and said, In the name of they ran away. hallelujah so if you are in danger you you are in a car you can see accident use the name the angels will quickly attend to the name the powers of omnipotence is released remember the oath of God is behind that name remember his throne is back of that name the union of the trinity is behind that name remember what that name is remember be in the consciousness of that name and mention it and don't panic hallelujah Hallelujah. what is the power of attorney now for jesus to give us that name he gave us the power of attorney to use that name see the power of attorney One man in the village was mentioning the power of attorney. You know how he called it? Anthony Power. say, say, that's Anthony Power. Now say Anthony Power. (laughs) The power of attorney. It is a written authorization, it's a document, to represent someone either in business matters, in legal affairs, or in private affairs. So, it's a written authorization given to someone to represent another, either in business, in private affairs, or even in legal matters. So, if the wealthiest man in Africa gives you the power of attorney to use his bank account, that means that you can withdraw as much as you, you can legally. It is legal. You have the authority to withdraw from his account as much as you can because you have the legal power. Praise God. When Jesus said, all authority in heaven and on earth is given unto me. Go ye therefore in this my authority. You know what he did? He gave us the power of attorney <laughs> to use that name. Now, In the Old Testament, the power of attorney wasn't a written document. There were means of doing it. For example, Joseph, Pharaoh took his ring and gave it to Joseph because he was a prime minister the ring wasn't like this the ring in those days wasn't like this it was a seal also so with that ring he had to he had the power to seal deeds and patents and contracts and all of that and because Pharaoh gave him his ring whatever contract he seals it's like Pharaoh himself has sealed it his authority is Pharaoh's authority. Kennahasaros took his ring and gave it to Haman. Haman wanted to destroy all of the Jews and wrote a letter and he sealed it with his seal, his signet ring. So it was the authority of the emperor. Aha. The same thing, later on it was given to Bordecai. The prodigal son came home, his father took his ring and gave it to him. In those days, when the wealthy, members of the royal family, they buy stuff, they don't use money, they use their ring. There's a clay slab and they just have to make an imprint in the clay. So giving the ring is like giving your visa card to the one who misused all your money. That's how extravagant God's grace is. So he gave him the... Anthony power to use all his bank accounts all his resources today yeah you seen it Mm -hmm. today listen whatever you decree in the name of Jesus the father himself has given you his signature ring (laughs) you have that power the name is given unto you Just imagine what he can do. Now, we have the power of attending to represent him in three things. Number one, in his identity. Number two, in his character. Number three, in his authority. In his identity, his character, and authority. Yeah. That means that when you go to your lecture hall, you have been given the power of attending to just appear like Christ would have appeared. And <laughs> no, it's, it's a serious matter that means you can't even dress anyhow now the power of attorney is in to represent him in his identity, character and uh, authority in this Colossians 3 verse 17 and whatsoever ye do in word or deed do all in the name not the power of attorney of the Lord Jesus so that means that the manner in which you talk, you have the power of attending to represent him in his character. So, if you are talking anyhow, you are saying that Jesus talks anyhow. Yeah. Now, if someone is supposed to represent the president of Ghana, in the United Nations, and he goes, they say the guy had temper problems in the house, in his family but he sits with president of different nations. Do you ever think that temper will come? Look, the spirit of temper will be exorcised. It will come back when he goes home. Once he's there, he, he knows he's representing the kingdom. <laughs> he has the power of attorney. He behaves himself well. Whether you are at the, at the lecture hall, or you are in your workplace, or wherever you are, you have the power of attorney to represent him in character, in identity. You smile, you are gracious like Jesus would do. Hallelujah. hallelujah and thirdly it is authority that's what I'm talking about authority so you see if you say in the name of Jesus it's nothing about you you know the power of attorney it's not your money that is in account you, you are just representing him in the name of Jesus the, you have the Anthony power to cause changes One day I was called. We were just going somewhere and there was an emergency to go and minister to someone. This man was going mad, losing his mind. And it was becoming so strange. So we are just doing something. So the emergency call came for us to attend to that person. So we go to the house. You can just imagine someone going mad behaving strange. Those I went with were afraid. So I got there. We entered the room. The person this this man was behaving strangely. So I made them bring him. I stood in front of him. I looked into his eyes. It was a spirit. It was a demonic spirit troubling him, because the spirit was manifesting. He seemed to be a very strong spirit. But by, by the grace of God, I knew the case. So I stood and I, and I said, By the power of attorney, in the name of Jesus, I command you out. Then he was still, I went and laid hands and said, in the name of Jesus, you are gone. You see, if you don't have your authority, demons will know it. If I cast the devil out and go like, go, I said go, I said go, I said go, and I said, go. in Jesus name go. Demons will not respect your authority. Have you ever seen a king on the throne and commanding his servants, and telling the servants, I'm sending you, go, I'm, you go, go, go. The servants be wondering, won't you go, won't you go, go. But I know that where the word of the king is, there is power.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm telling you, that moment the spirit left, the person was healed instantly, came to his mind, walked us out, spoke. Hallelujah. It's for every one of us. Every one of us. Praise God.
2: <laughs>
1: Hallelujah. You see, the name was prominent in the early church. In Acts chapter three, verse one, we read the story of the crippled man at the gate that was called Beautiful. Now, Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gates of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who say Peter and John about to go into the temple asked an alms? And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. And Peter said, silver and gold have I none. But the the Greek says, but who I have. That's the Greek. But who I have, give I uh, thee. In the name. So see, who, the person is equivalent to the name. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankles received strength. Now, this was the first miracle that was done when the church was born. Understand this. This healing of the lame man didn't come. It's, what is manifested here is not the gift of healing. Now, people don't know when these things are man- This is not a gift of healing in manifestation. Number two, this is not the working of miracles in manifestation. Number three, this is not a ministry gift in manifestation. He was not healed because they were apostles. This is not apostolic gift in manifestation. This is the believer's gift. (laughs) This is the believer's gift. (laughs) He knew what the name is and what the name has and what is vested in the name. Not every healing is a gift. There are those with a special gift of healings and the working of miracles. And a special gift of faith. And the size of an apostle. But this is the believer's gift. How do I know? Go to verse 12. And when Peter saw the people, he answered unto unto the people, Ye men of Israel, Why marvel ye at this? Why look ye so endlessly on us, as though... By our own power or holiness, we have made this man to walk. So the healing didn't come because Peter was living right. The name of Jesus doesn't respond to you because you are, living, because you are godly or holy. It's not on that basis. He says it's not even by our power. It's the, it's the, it's the Anthony power, not your personal power. You understand? <laughs> yeah, it's not by our holiness or by our power. Okay, let's go on. Verse 16. So he's explaining how the man was made whole. And his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom ye see and know. So, how did he rise up? His name is given to all of us. Don't think he has something special we don't have. That's what limits us. His name. Do you believe what the name can do? Through faith in his name. So how did a man rise up? His name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can do the same thing in his name. Ah, you can. You can. If you read this chapter, you'll be surprised the number of times the name is mentioned. Chapter 3 and chapter 4. Now let's go to chapter 4. Now, after this miracle, the Sanhedrin, they appeared before the Sanhedrin. Uh Aha, that's verse 1. Verse 2. It's a whole lot, but um, let's go to verse 16. What shall we do to these men? For that indeed a notable miracle has been done by them and is manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem and we cannot deny it. Now this is what the Supreme Court, the Sanhedrin, were saying. But that it spread no further among the people, let us strictly threaten them that they speak henceforth no more in his name, in this name. And they, and they called them and commanded them not to speak at all on, nor teach in the name of Jesus. Now, they did ma- they, they did a great miracle. Why don't you tell them not to stop performing miracles? That's what you should have told them to do. No more miracles. Stop performing miracles. That, that's not what they said. They warned them not to teach in the name. You know why? Because the more the name is taught, the more the miracles are produced. It's a name that produces a miracle. So they didn't say stop the, mirac- the miracles. They threatened them to stop teaching in the name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when they go down, they prayed. They prayed that signs and wonders be done in the name of the Holy Child Jesus. And as they prayed, the place was shaking. And when they read chapter 3 and chapter 4. You see the name, the name, the name. They were swallowed up in the name. Why did they have miracles more than we do? Because they lived in the name. In Acts chapter 19, the Bible speaks of the sons of Sceva. Now in Acts 19, beginning from verse 1, there was a great revival in Ephesus. Uh Aha. You see... Paul taught in a certain school of one Ty- uh, Tyrannos. He taught there for two years, and a revival broke out in Ephesus. And that is where all the churches in Asia were established. The first one was e- Ephesus, and all the churches began to be established. Pergamum, Smyrna, Laodicea, Titeria, they all started through the revival that came from Ephesus. Praise God. And in, the Bible says that God wrote special miracles by the hand of Paul. So people's hunkies and all of aprons were special miracles. But how did the miracles happen? The Bible says that there were seven sons of one Sceva who was a chief priest. He was a Jew, but he was a backsliding Jew because he had become a priest of the goddess Diana in Ephesus. Uh-huh. And Luke called him Sceva, which was actually a nickname. Sceva means left-handed, scoundrel, who is left-handed. That was not his proper name. So his sons took upon them to deliver people and they were saying, in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches. Now why were they imitating Paul? Because that is what they saw Paul do. They said, in the name of Jesus we adjure you by the name whom Paul preaches. So they were trying to pretend to use the name of Jesus to cast out devils. Why? Because that's what they saw Paul do. So all along, Paul has been using the name. So, where did the Special miracles come from? The name. It was the scent of the revival. That is why they could copy it. But it didn't happen. It didn't work for them. Because the name is the believers' rights. And they were not believers. So it never worked for them. The name is powerful. Now Jesus said in Matthew chapter 18, verse 20. Look at what it said. Matthew 18, verse 20. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Now the word in is, i's e-i-s. so in the Greek it's the word into. It's not in, into. Where two or three are gathered together into my name. That's the Greek. Into my name. You know what it means? As we are guarded, we are all conscious. We are in the name. We are all conscious of what the name can do and what the name is. We have guarded into the name. (laughs) We will see salvation. We will see miracles. We will see into the name. There I am in the midst of them. In the Greek, the grammatical construction is in the reverse. The Greek says, in the midst of them I am. If two or three are gathered together into my name, if they are conscious of my name, in the midst of them, I am. You know I am? Exodus 3 verse 14, I am that I am? You know I am? Jesus said, I am the light of the world, and opened the eyes of the of Bati, blind Bartimaeus. He said, I am the resurrection and the life, and raised Lazarus. He said, I am the bread of life, and multiplied bread. I am is a blank check. Whatever your need is, I am a solution to you. Aha, uh-huh. so if we are gathered into his name, we begin to see the I am. The name provoked the I amness of God. Miracles. Now, in John chapter 14, verse 12, look at what Jesus said Verily, verily, I say unto you. You know, verily, verily is actually Amen, Amen, I say unto you. It's a nice way of saying, I swear, I swear, I say unto you. Amen, that's that's the Greek. It means what I'm saying is inevitable, irrevocable, and immutable. Amen, amen, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go to my Father. Okay, how many of you want to do the, the greater works of Jesus? But How will it be done? The next verse. And a conjunction. It joins the previous verse. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. That's how the greater works is done. The word acts is not acts, it's actually, the Greek says, whatever you would demand according to your rights and privileges. Whatever you would demand. This is not, Father, do this for me. No. And when someone is sick, you don't go and say, Oh, dear Father. Please, Father, heal my brother please father that's not what he's talking about you go and you say in the name of Jesus I demand your health that's the word you, whatever you demand according to your rights and privileges in my name he said I will do it and when I do it what, you know what happens the father is glorified in the son it honors the father it's look when Jesus did all those miracles helping people the father was glorified the father was honored when your prayers are answered the father is honored Hallelujah. hallelujah praise the lord Amen. the name Amen. whatever you would demand look you have to demand your health you have to demand your strength you have to use the name you are being depressed use the name is it cancer use the name is it ulcer? use the name <laughs> whatever you are going through use that name use that name use that name it's in the name it's in the name everything is in the name it's in the name and whenever you are praying one mistake people do is that whenever you are praying Jesus said in John sixteen twenty three, in that day you shall ask me nothing whatsoever you shall ask the father in my name John no, 16, not 33, 23. Whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name. When you are praying, don't pray by saying, Dear Lord Jesus, I pray. Wrong. You Don't pray like
2: that.
1: He said, in that day, you shall ask me nothing. The day he ascends to the Father. You don't ask him anything. That's why your prayers are not answered. You ask the Father in his name. Because you are using the power of attorney, Uh you don't act towards him, Uh so you don't pray to Jesus in Jesus name, you are not using the power of attorney. If you say in the name, Father, so you pray to the Father, Father in the name of Jesus, that's what guarantee answered prayers. If you say, Dear Lord Jesus, I pray, wrong. You can fellowship with Jesus, you can love him, you can fellowship, but when it comes to request, request, don't say Jesus. this is the the method, father in Jesus name because when you say in Jesus name you are saying look what will make my prayer my prayers answerable is based on his merit not mine, that is what is in Jesus name hallelujah so pray father in the name of Jesus then the miracles are happening and miracles are happening, the name is yours. Okay. And finally, listen, finally, there are two kinds of doubts in the Bible doubts. Yeah, one word is apitho, ap Apitho actually is the word for doubt, but that means someone who is not persuaded, unpersuadableness. It's someone who knows all the truth, but he's not acting it. He knows what the name can do, but he's just folded his hands. He has all the information about what the name can do, but he has decided not to use it. He's not persuaded. So his problem is disobedience. It is called doubt. But that word is appetital. He knows all the, he has all the information, but he's not persuaded. But there's a second doubt that's in unbelief, that is in ignorance, no information, no knowledge. So there is doubt. After this message, all of you, if you decide not to use the name, you fall under the first category. Because now you are informed, you know what the name can do, but you have decided not to use it. Praise God. Reverend, this is our inheritance. The name of Jesus on your lips is like the rod of Moses, the rod in the hand of Moses. It is not how much powerful Moses was. It's how much powerful the rod was. He stretched the rod, and the rod divided the sea. We have a better rod in our mouth that is stronger and better and more powerful than the rod of Moses. Is the name? Is the name? The power God gave the church is in the name. When we've lost the consciousness of the, of the name, we don't see the power manifested. The miracles, healing, deliverances, protection, the hand of God will manifest if we live in the consciousness of the name. And you yourself begin to lay hands on your stomach, lay hands on your head. Whenever you're not feeling well, start using the name. Now, how do you use the name? Just listen. Use it like the way you use your car key to open your car. Use the name like the way you use your ATM card. You don't need faith to use the name. You don't need any special staring to use the name. You don't need to feel the anointing to use the name. You don't need staring. Use the name when you are trembling. Use the name when you have no feeling of the power of God. Use the name when you don't feel that God is with you. Just use it any way you see the proof of it. When you are using your car key, you have to feel good to open the car. Now, Ken Hagin told us a story. About himself. Hagen said he used to be, he used to be afraid. He was using the name of Jesus to heal fevers, stomach aches, minor, minor ailments. And Hagen said he was afraid to use the name Jesus for cancer and for bigger, bigger, you know, ailments and troubles. Then Jesus appeared to him and Jesus asked Hagen, If you are going to open the door of your car, do you need special phrase to open the door of your car? Jesus asked again. Hagin said no. Jesus told him, That's how you use my name. Just do it. Just use it. You don't have to feel anything. You need no staring. Just use it as it is. It has, it, it, it has nothing to do with your life. Just use it. it, it it's, it's not a measure of how much you've done anything. You just have to use your name. One day Hagen was, use, was healing someone, the person either was paralyzed, and there was an evil spirit behind that sickness. So he said, in the name of Jesus, you are healed, I command you to be healed. Then the guy would stand up, then Hagen would say, try and see whether it is gone, then he then would fall down. He did it three times, the guy was not being healed. The third time he was ministering to the president, Jesus appeared by his side. And Jesus pointed to Hagen and said, I said in my name, you will heal the sick. And Hagen said, But Lord, I've done I've used your name, and nothing is happening. Jesus said, I said in my name, you cast out devils. Hagen said, But I've done it, nothing is happening. Jesus said, I said in my name, you cast out devils. Hagin said, Lord, that's what I've done three times. And Jesus just kept saying the same thing. I said in my name, you cast out devils. I said in my name, he said Jesus' eyes was becoming fiery, fire. It was standing in fire. I said in my name, you cast out devils. I said in my name, and he, he disappeared. Hagin was just wondering, but I've used the name.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> then he got to know where he missed it. So, when he cast out the spirit, he said, Tell the guy, try and see. The problem was in the word try. Try. So, he changed his diction and said, Do it, you are healed. He did it and he was healed. Faith does not try. <laughs> Faith doesn't try. Faith is not an attempt into victory. Faith is the victory. Hallelujah. Yeah. Brethren, you have the name. If you are attacked on the road, use the name Jesus. If someone is stealing people's phones, use the name Jesus. If you're in a car and the car is getting into an accident, use the name Jesus. Praise God. If you are, your, your roommate is sick, lay hands on your roommate without any feeling. Perhaps you have not even done your quiet time. Don't get worried. Lay hands and say, in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus aha uh-huh. just use the name just use the name just use the name just use the name create your future with the name shape your destiny with the name live victorious with the name Overcome depression with the name. With the name you can cast out depression. With the name you can release joy for your life. You can release health for your life.
0: Everything is in the name. The oath of God is behind that name. The oath of God is behind that name. Everything has been brought into the subjection of that name. It is the most powerful name in all of the earth. All that he is, all that he has obtained, all of his finished work is in the name. The name Jesus the name Jesus, the name Jesus, the union of the Trinity is behind the name, the powers of deity is behind the name, the throne of God is behind the name, the wealth of the eternities is behind the name, the name, the name, and in this room every sickness in your body Is disappearing by the name, the name, the name, the name. name. Satan is disarmed, Satan is paralyzed by the the name, the name, the name, the name, the name. You had a bad dream. Use the name. You had a bad dream. Use the name. Situations are bad. Use the name. The name, the name, the name. We live in the name. We dwell in the name. Hey, we are gathered into the name. In the midst of them, I am. Hey, Jehovah is here. The name is here. The name, the name. The name, the name, the name, the secret for the miracles, the supernatural is in the name, the name, the name, the name, just the name, the name, just the name, the name, the name, Babara Basunde, Kabarende, jube Kamde, Zunde, Zunde, Hey, the name. The name. The name. <laughs> the name, the name, the name, the name, the name, Irba, Sumbra, Zimba, Simbra, Zebra, Use the name right now. Here's the rod of Moses, divide every sea of impediment. Use the name, use the name. Malasati. Jesus' anointing is in the name. The Trinity responds to the name. The name owns everything. The name owns everything. Hey. By myself have I sworn. Reba the oath of God God can never fail The right hand of God The infinite heights Yebele sembele 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 sembele
1: Now, anything in your life that is not consistent with how God wants you to enjoy your life, you are using the name to dismiss it. It can be depression.
0: It can be academic failure. It can be puberty. It can be addiction, masturbation, pornography. Something has held your life. It can be bitterness. Oh, the name. Oh the name, come on, use your weapon, say in the name of Jesus, cast it out now. Begin to dismiss it from your life. Malabashanda, dismiss it in the name, 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 the name. hey,
2: hey. Hey. hey Hey Hey
0: Hey 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 the name The name The name The name The name <laughs> Hey His anointing His anointing is released in the name in the name. All he is, is in the name. All he has is in the name. His finished work is in a name. That Godhead is behind the name. The name. The name. The name. Dismiss that disease. The name. The name. The name. The name. The name. That pornography is dismissed. Masturbation is dismissed. Addiction is dismissed. The name. The name. Deney, Fear is gone. Fear is gone. Fear is gone.
2: God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the
1: Pastoti podcast. Simply search for Pastoti on any podcast app. Plug in and enjoy God's Word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.